The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. The Gospel of the Lord. And I already had a homily at the beginning of Mass, so I guess I'm just going to continue a little bit with that. Uh, you may have noticed we didn't have Mass here for the last few days, and that's because we had all the priests down at Newport. We had a convocation, and at the convocation we had a Father Gallagher who was giving a series of talks, and uh, we also had other things we did, uh, such as prayer and uh, some organization and talking about different issues and things. But the talks were really good, Uh, because they were focusing on where ultimately our strength is found and how to avoid desolation. And this desolation, he talked about uh, spiritual desolation and then non-spiritual desolation. And and the difference he was making is sometimes we might feel low, depressed, and defeated. Uh, And it might be for just, you know, because we're not getting enough sleep and we're not exercising, we're not eating well, and things like that. But spiritual desolation is something different. And ultimately, where it comes down to is that Satan thrives in weakness. And so what he wants to do is he wants to break us down and make us weak, where we will be uh, much more open to that type of desolation. And the counter to that is, first of all, to recognize it and respond to it. Uh, but it's not to rely on our own strength, it's to rely on the strength of Jesus, because Jesus is infinitely more powerful than Satan. And Jesus, he gives us the strength we need. And because of that strength, it helps us uh, to be able to recover from desolation, to put our trust in God, and to rely on him to give us what we need to be able to thrive in this life and to be prepared for the life in the next And so when we look at these uh, feasts like Our Lady of the Rosary, which was based in the Battle of Lepanto in 1571, uh, it's easy for us to to look at it more in worldly terms, but but there is a a bit of a combination going on here uh, because they relied on God for the strength that they needed. In a similar way, we need to rely on God for our strength. 
Uh, because if we think that it's up to us, then that not only gives us a sense of pride, but Satan is more powerful than us, ontologically speaking. And if we think that we can overcome Satan on our own power, then that's just not the case. Uh, but if we rely our infinite God to overcome, then he does what he does best, and that is to lift us up and to raise us up and to bring us that gift of life and peace and joy and, and uh, contentment and that only he can give. And so, so anyway, that was kind of the gist of the, of the conferences that we had, but I think it is a good lesson for all of us as well. Uh, that we do many religious practices because we do want to rely on God, but we have to be careful as we do them that we truly are relying on God and not the religious practices themselves. Uh, let me give you one example of this. The, the rosary, for example, is a great weapon. Sometimes you'll hear it be used in that sense. And hopefully we all know that the rosary isn't just about going, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, our Father, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, you know, because, well, that does no good. Right? It's not, it's not about the repetition of prayers that, that the rosary has power. It's the reflection on those mysteries. And those different mysteries that we have, they give us a sense of salvation history and the power of God working through history and God working in us. It helps us to depend on him through the intercession of the Blessed Mother. And it also gives us a certain peace and conviction uh, as we do it so that we are even more empowered by the Lord's grace to be able to fulfill his will in our own lives. And so it's really about our prayer and our meditation, our dependence on God. It's not as if it's some magical thing that we just kind of go through a bunch of prayers. And these are the types of things that, that we focus on as people of faith, that ultimately God can do all things and nothing is impossible for God, as we heard in the gospel. But part of that relies on us being open to his power and making sure that we are not being overcome by weakness but we are allowing God's strength to overcome that through his strength.